Spring turkey season is upon us, and don't be caught out in the woods without having Onyx Hunt on your phone. One feature Onyx has that is often overlooked for turkey hunting is their recent imagery filter with their elite memberships. This imagery is updated week to week, and it comes in extremely handy, especially when you're trying to find these gobble zones where these turkeys will go out in a high spot on a fresh clear cut and strut around all day long. Actually, I was just looking at on Onyx where, where the timber company just came into Andrew's club and did a very small clear cut along this creek, and I can see the high spots on the topographical map, but also I can see exactly where they mulch, and those are going to be hot spots for finding gobblers, especially mid-morning after they get off their hens, getting up on these little high spots in this fresh, small clear cut along the creek and strutting and gobbling all day long. If you want to give Onyx a try, you can actually download it for free, try it for seven days, and if you decide to purchase, you can use the promo code SOUTHERN and save on your premium and elite memberships. So go into this turkey season, know where you stand with Onyx. If you're looking to throw some optics on your turkey gun this spring, look no further than the Vortex Defender ST. This is the red dot we're going to be running this season. We're excited about it. This thing's built like a tank, super lightweight, super long battery life, everything you need in a good turkey red dot. And if you want to get a discount on that red dot or any other Vortex Optic, go to eurooptic.com and use the code SGN10 to get a discount. That's eurooptic.com, code SGN10. If you live in the Gulf Coast region, you need to find yourself at the EcoWild Expo May 10th through the 12th in Mobile. It is the premier outdoor expo for the Gulf Coast region, and we're going to be there. We're going to have a booth. We're super excited about it. Can't wait to meet you guys that live down there. We absolutely love the Gulf Coast region, so to be a part of this show, we're super excited about. We're going to have past podcast guests there at our booth for you to talk to, guys who are relevant for your area, who you can talk to. You can pick their brain. You can joke with them, laugh with them, tell them your story, whatever you want to do. It's going to be a awesome time. We're already working on some past podcast guests, but hey, if you live in this area and you have a suggestion for someone you want to see at that show, write in and we'll see if we can get them. There's going to be all kinds of exhibitors at the show that are focused on hunting, fishing, conservation, and recreation. There's going to be activities for the whole family there. They got axe throwing, archery. They're going to have our podcast booth. And then for the kids, they got touch tanks, a honeybee exhibition, a raptor show, kids fishing tank, BB gun range, and a butterfly house. So you're going to love it. Your kids are going to love it. It's going to be an awesome time. So head on over to ecowildexpo.com to get more information on the show and to go ahead and grab your tickets. And hey, mark it on your calendar. May 10th through the 12th. Be there. We want to see you. And we're excited to talk to you. So we'll see you at the EcoWild Expo this May 10th through the 12th at the Mobile Convention Center in Mobile, Alabama. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13.
Welcome back, everybody, to another Friday breakdown edition of the Southern Outdoorsman Podcast. I'm sitting here with the ginger bow hunter himself, ginger gunslinger, Dad Gummit. How are you doing over there? Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> now, we got a lot on this uh, this Friday breakdown edition. We got some Q&A stuff. I think we want to start doing a little Q&A for each one of these. That's what Jacob told me nine seconds ago before we started this. So yeah. I think we're going to start doing it. Sounded like a pretty good idea to me. What do you think? It'd be fun. It's going to be super fun. We just need... Uh, Uh, there's Start. a contact form on the website. What's that doing on the website? Yeah. So how how do people get a hold of that? They go to the website. Click what, on the, the web, what's the website? The southernoutdoorsman.com. Men, M-E-N. M-E-N. Yep. But yep. y'all search Southern Outdoors Man so much that we got that SEO locked down pretty hard on Google too. So if you look up Southern Outdoors Man, we also come up on Google. But if you try to type that in straight into your good old URL bar... It's going to pull up some weird foreign website, probably, because that ain't us. That ain't us. Maybe we should just buy that domain no. and just accept it. No. Change uh, our logo. Yeah. Rebrand. Yeah. <laughs> the, the man. The man. Um, but anyway, so you can go submit a listener Q&A form, you know, question, answer, I guess, uh, question, whatever you want us to answer on the podcast. Yep. Well, Friday go over to the contact page on the website, submit those. But this week- That's also where the listener success form lives as well. Um, which we've gotten a whole bunch of people on the, the listener success story form, uh, filling that out. And those are just, those are publishing every week. Um, we're doing like two per week, but man, there's a bunch on there. Like, um, I was going to try to read a couple of names, but that ain't happening. There's too many. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about some of our deer content for the spring because we're going to keep deer content along with doing turkeys. I was like, man, we ought to like, hand select a couple of listener success stories and start doing some of those as like the actual deer episodes. Uh, you know, I was a little surprised at how many people reached out about listener success stories this fall because we've been doing them as a separate episode every week. And this week, or this week. Well, this, yeah, you totally just screwed that. Restate the whole question. Okay. Restate the whole phrase. So we've been doing them in the past as like an episode every week. So last year we did an episode every single week that was well, a listener success story. 2021 year. The twenty yeah, twenty twenty one year, sorry. You know what I'm talking about. Because deer seasons and such. Um, so we did them back then and uh, we decided to not do them this year, just to kind of lower the workload on ourselves a little bit, um, as we were especially as we're trying to film and everything. And uh we actually had some people reach out about it. And they were like, Hey, what are the what are the chances we get some more listener success stories? So, um that 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 was interesting. We heard you, so I think we want to crack a couple more of those out. I definitely see how they're helpful. I mean, I, I get I get a lot of stuff from them too, so pretty slick. But this week, the Goggins, Goggins, not, not David Goggins. Stay hard, stay hard, <laughs> stay hard on them deer. Yep. Uh, yeah, Anthony, he was fun, man. He was really fun to talk to. I mentioned it towards the end of that episode. He kind of opened my eyes to some stuff. Um, he hunts some of the same areas that we do. And some of the stuff that he's been finding and, and keying in on was pretty interesting because it's pretty much the opposite of what I thought for a lot of these areas. I'm like, oh, they're just getting in the thickest stuff ever. They're not using that site-based bedding. They're not really laying up next to parking lots. But he's he has found the beds that you know overlook the parking lots, the stereotypical thing that, that a lot of podcasts talk about, and placed cameras on those exit trails and got those bucks leaving those beds as people are rolling up at 5 o'clock in the morning you know, slamming their door at the parking lot. 
Um, so I found that very, very interesting. And it's like, okay, maybe I need to revisit some of this stuff. Some of the stuff I've maybe found in the past, some of the assumptions I might have had about some of that stuff. Um, so that, that was really interesting. Uh, what'd you think? Also, well, one other thing, um, when he talked about getting those bucks on camera, like mid morning during those gun hunts, those big mature bucks that would only show up during a gun hunt. He mentioned, and he didn't say this phrase, but pretty much what his cameras were set up on was like a back wall, which Doug White talked about um, yeah. on an episode we did with him. Yeah, he said there's no back door. Yeah, there's no back door. No back door equal back wall. Yeah, so there's no way to really get to it very efficiently. Um, and you know, talk about being high, being around bluffs the whole nine yards, and that, to me, is, again, kind of goes back to the episode we did with Doug White talking about, you know, hunting the back wall and finding that back wall and how Doug's had success hunting those areas and, like, strategically going in and hunting that back wall. Where, well, but the, the, the term back wall is the point where, like, there's not a there's not a way for a deer to get around whatever that is. So, uh, on Doug's episode, I think one of, one of the deer he killed that he talked about in the episode was, like, on a quarry, like the deer, unless it was going to go flying – uh, was not coming around the edge of the quarry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it could be a really steep creek bank. could be a super deep bayou that, of course, yeah, they could swim across it. But, you know, more times than not, they're probably just going to work the edge of it. Um, it seems like that whole concept of the back wall is something that definitely um, Anthony's really kind of keying in on and specifically trying to find. And he talks about pinches, and a lot of his pinches are around creeks. It's not really necessarily. It's not necessarily a back wall, but it is a something that you know the deer are kind of funneling around that they're not necessarily crossing at that one point, and he's having success there. So yeah, it's solid. Yeah, that was interesting. I like the back wall thing. That's actually a really good point that I didn't actually think about. So interesting. But well, when you've done four hundred fifty episodes, yeah, all kind of well, some of them. You, know, <laughs> you really got to go back to the database to go back. There was somebody that had uh, mentioned like an episode we had done with this guy, and I'm like what's the guy's name? And he mentioned the guy's name. I'm like, I don't remember that guy. He's like, oh yeah, you did him. It was episode I've had 192 several. or something. And I'm like, and I don't think it's that. that several of those. And I'm like, I had to go back and look at him like, oh, that, oh my, I forgot. Like, dude, this is it's crazy. Our, one of our recent guests, I, I'd forgotten that we had interviewed him in the past, years ago. Recent guest. Justin Houston. Oh, really? Yeah, I completely forgot we interviewed him for the longest time. And then and then you brought it up. It's not like I'm like, oh, who's that? It, when you said his name, I was like, oh, you know, it, it popped back in my mind. But, like, because he, he hunts the same general area of where we did one of our hunts this year. And, uh, and I was like, man, we need to talk to somebody from that area. And we already had. I just compl- literally completely forgot about it. Oh, yeah. And then bad. I went and re-listened to it. Killed me a big old buck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely works. It can definitely work. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think Anthony's episodes is kind of fun. Talking to a guy like that, it's kind of getting after it. You know, it's uh, you know, it's also kind of it was crazy. Like that deer that he shot at, potentially hit. Not sure he hit it, but the other guy shoot it and kill it in that clear cut. Um, and then he sent us the photo, and it's a deer that we had both seen get posted. Yeah, in, we, in one of the we already saw the deer. And I was like, oh, God. Because, like, you actually, before you sent it, you're like, I wonder if this is the deer he's talking about. Yeah. And, and the guys. And I'm like, maybe. And then the photo came across. I'm like, oh, my God, it is. Those guys are the ones that shot it. Yeah. I'm like, holy yep, crap. Yeah, we'd seen it. They might be listeners. Why do you think they're li- Oh, because. Because they got a giant Southern Outdoorsman sticker on their truck, apparently. No, that's a different guy, he said. That's not those guys. Oh, is yeah, it? Get, see, pay attention to the story. Oh, well, I thought that. I thought he was saying they were together. 
Uh-uh. It was just that one truck was there for one time, and he hadn't seen it since. Oh. See? Okay. Mm. Okay. You want to mention what that truck is? And listen, you be like... White Tundra Extended Cab. I will, the I Southern Outdoors one sticker on the back. Hit us up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get you locked down, son. Got you locked down. Uh, you hit us up, I'll send you an extra sticker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very curious to hear about this now. Yep. Anyways. Yep. Anyway. But uh, that's, that's hilarious. Um, didn't... What did I tell you? This is totally random. Was it you and Tiffany, or was it, I think maybe it was Christopher and Arian. Somebody I know, they were driving down the interstate, and I think they were like in Tennessee or something, and they looked over, and the person in the car next to them had a Southern Outdoorsman hat in the windshield. Like oh, it, yeah. Was that, I think that was, I think it was my brother. Yeah, no, my, it was brother, Christopher. My, it wasn't Tiff. I think it was my, yeah, I think it was my brother. Yeah, he was driving, and there was a Southern Outdoorsman hat on their dash. <laughs> I'm like, what's the odds, man? <laughs> that's awesome. I'm like, that's, that's really awesome, man. <laughs> Um, the, yeah, the story about that, man, the deer getting shot out from under him, that's pretty bad. Um, weeks ago, we had a hunt on actually the same place, right? And weeks ago, you mean months ago? Months ago. Yeah, especially by the time this drops. Months ago, we had a hunt on the same, uh, on the same place. And I briefly mentioned this in a Friday breakdown a couple weeks back. No, no, you keep saying a couple weeks back. Months ago, you mentioned this. See, I'm that all... Friday, the Friday breakdown, that Friday breakdown came out like the first week of maybe January. Okay, see, that if, was weeks ago for if, us. If, no, well, actually, that, was, that was about it, four it, weeks ago it, from right now. Yeah, it's I'm, February 2nd when we're recording this. Well, thank, thanks for giving you a little peek behind the curtain. Thanks for giving you know, make sure your stuff's relative to you know, timely <laughs> and, 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 and so and such. Um, Okay, anyways, keep going, keep going. All right, so I briefly mentioned that, that I had a run-in, an unpleasant run-in with another hunter on uh, on this particular WMA. And you mentioned it in this Monday's episode. With yeah, and, and I mentioned it in this Monday's episode. So um, if you're listening to this podcast, that's probably the reason why you're listening, is because Andrew's like, you got to listen Yeah, to, you know, that is why, the fight most that broke out. No, I didn't I thought, there was, I thought Andrew was going to use, you know. Fight. I, man, I was mad. I haven't been that mad in a long time. Um, man, there's some backstory to this. A little hissy fit. All right, I did throw a hissy. He fit, did throw a hissy fit. He, he was That's si- what my mom calls it. She's like, "You gonna throw a little hissy fit?" He was still he was still salty about it days later. But I what? I'm still salty about it now. Man, you gotta you gotta get over it, man. I know. Gotta, I know. Look, I'm, I ain't hurting anybody but myself. Yeah, I held this grudge. I just tell you, that guy that guy's <laughs> living his best life. Probably kill a probably kill a giant there. No, but, I bet he didn't. <laughs> I bet he did. Son of a gun. All right. Little backstory, very similar uh, to what Anthony was talking about, hunting a, a large cutover on a very popular road on this particular WMA, not far from the access. Just the kind of spot where if you were ever going to get walked in on on a WMA, this is where you're going to get walked in on. Yeah, right. Um, we hunted it the day before, so we hunted it. I guess that Friday, and uh, when we filmed a little bit, we had that spike walk up on us. He got like. Where's ten, that footage? Ten yards from it. It's uh down on the drive. Mm. No, I, I haven't put it on the drive yet. I have that footage. Um, what was yeah, he doing? He was drooling. Yeah, he was drooling. Okay, so beginning <laughs> of the rut. Little backstory. Beginning of the rut. We're sitting there and we're watching a road bed. This is right after we interviewed um, uh, Scott and Nick. Yep. So Scott Seals, Nick Harris. They they hunt the same place, and and we were out there as a gun hunt, and. We had literally just recorded with them. Like, I don't think the episode had dropped yet. And we're like, oh, we got to go try this roadbed thing out. 
So we go out and we find us a road bed that cuts through this cutover and we're like, okay, this is probably be a good spot. We go set up there right at daybreak, have this spike come walking down the road. We we had a nice, we rented a bunch of camera gear because this is right when we started filming a whole bunch of stuff and uh, got some freaking awesome footage of this spike, man. He got like 10 yards away from us. We had a 400 millimeter lens. I mean, you can see that he's walking and drooling. You can see the drool coming out of his mouth. It was awesome. And, uh, and he comes walking by, we see another small buck come by and we see a guy come by way down the road. So we're watching way down this, this, uh, road bed. You can see like 700 yards down there and we see this orange hat pop out and he goes walking up the road away from us and, uh, we get down and go walking around a little bit and we're like, you know, let's fine tune this spot. Let's adjust and, and get to where we actually think we need to get a little more backstory. This is the same area that you saw a really, really big buck in opening weekend, right? Can you explain that a little bit? Uh, Yeah, I guess, yeah, it's the same area, same general area. I mean, no, people, I mean, you probably heard that, but yeah, it's had a real big deer that we saw uh, the first gun hunt of the year on that place. And he was like probably 80, 90 yards, and all you could see was like part of his rack. <clears throat> he was down in this little thick, nasty hell hole. And uh, never showed himself before it got dark after that. But anyways, but yeah, so we're all in the same, the same general area and seeing a few other bucks in the same area. So um, knew it was loaded, knew there was a ton of deer in the area, uh, does too, just didn't really see much that morning. I think we had that one little buck and I think a doe, or maybe it was a little buck, slip right across the road, yep. mm-hmm. uh, another one uh, later that morning. But yeah, we got walking around, decided to go hit one of the tree lines on the clear cut. Well, and we're playing off that buck that you saw a couple weeks earlier, because there's a there's a thick drainage coming down out of this cutover. There's like a ditch in it, and they cut this ditch, um, and it seemed like to you that that buck had come out of that ditch. And so we kind of had that ditch in the back of our mind for a couple weeks where we're like, you know what? He's probably bedding in or around that thing, and he's probably using it to travel. He's using that low spot. And this cutover is chest-high broom sedge. It's like, you know, just like like sedge grass or whatever. Um, and it's really hard to see a deer in it. So they got really good cover in there, but th- they'll still use those low spots. And so we got done with that morning hunt, and we walked back in there. And we walked that tree line, and it's a tree line I'd walked actually a couple weeks earlier, actually the day of the Iron Bowl. I walked that that tree line, mm. and um, roll tide, war eagle. <laughs> we uh we saw a lot of a lot of tracks in there, or I saw a lot of tracks in there coming out of that tree line. So me and you walk in there, we find a lot of tracks again, and basically in between the cutover, so that there's like a cutover, and you're on top of the hill of the cutover, and then there's like a strip of woods between the cutover and a pretty significant hardwood drainage. And that strip of woods is pretty much flat and it's hardwoods. So the cutover comes up, stops, and then you have like 50 yards of flat, nice hardwoods, and then it drops hard down to a bottom. Nice steep hill. Well, right there on that flat spot in the hardwoods, there's a couple scrapes. Um, I'd say, how many do you think we found? Probably three. Probably three good scrapes. And we proceed to throw down a whole bunch of mock scrapes just a, a bunch of them i don't know how many we put in but at we least were, probably three yeah and um and we're like all right this is where we're hunting tomorrow we, we picked out two different trees me and jacob were going to hunt about 200 yards apart 250 yards apart 
Man, you See, I know, I know, I know. No, it was Look, you got to give some backstory because that's been long enough where a bunch of people probably don't know. No, it. no. Why no. you give me crap every time I say two hundred? No, years. it was. It's probably one hundred fifty years. The one time you under you over exaggerated. Most time you under exaggerate terribly, terribly, terrible, terrible. Now, do you want me to go to that story? All yeah, right. you got to uh, give people right. background. Come on, so, wake up, let's go. So Andrew says, okay. So so Andrew normally, if you know anybody, depending on whether or not you know Andrew. He always mentions, like, if you ask him how far something is, like, I don't know why he says it. I don't know how his brain processes it, but he's like, oh, 200 yards. It's the first thing that comes out of his mouth, and there's no, like, he's not using Onyx. He's not, he's not, he's not, you know, two fingers on the screen measuring exactly how far it is. He's oh, it's 200 yards. That 200 yards is a lie. 99.9% of the time. Okay? This came, all right, look, so then, one so time. This, so I'm, I'm, giving, I'm kind of feeding them up. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of building up the story before we dive right into it. Okay? One time. No, one time, but it happens all the time because it happened multiple times so far this year. But we were hunting with uh, Kevin Murphy up in Tennessee, uh, squirrel hunting. Or Kentucky. Or uh, Kentucky, whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's right, Kentucky. Uh, you know, change the story so a little you bit. You need another white claw? Um, no. Drinking my wife's alcohol while she's pregnant. <laughs> it's probably good she's not drinking it. It's probably good she's not drinking it's it. It's been sitting there idle in the fridge for a couple months, and I'm like, Jacob, you want one of these white claws? He's like, I'll take three. <laughs> Two down, one to go. So, um, long story short, Andrew was navigating for us, and, and Kevin was like, hey, we're going to go hit this one little field or whatever with the dogs uh, while rabbit hunting. And he he looks over to Andrew. He's like, "How far is it?" He's like, "Oh, it's about 200 yards." Andrew's looking at the map, and I'm filming. So, like, I don't. I'm not looking at the where nobody's looking at the phone. Andrew's on Onyx, and he's like, "Oh, it's 200 yards." I'm the map guy. The map guy. So, of course, we trust him. Okay, and Big like mistake. we're walking through all this flooded timber, wearing knee boots and stuff, and we start walking, and we're 10 minutes into this thing, 15 minutes into it, and we're like. <laughs> That's the longest damn 200 yards I've ever walked. <laughs> and he pulls it back up, and Kevin's like, let me look at that map. And he pulls it back up, and we're not even halfway there. <laughs> I think it was like three quarters to a mile, if not a mile, but it's all flooded timber the whole way you're walking. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Well, anyway, so that's where this all started. And the funny thing is it happens all the time. Like Again, it happened on our SOA hunt uh, in Alabama where Andrew's like, oh, let's go, let's go check out this food plot. And I'm like, okay, cool. How far is it? And again, I'm filming, so I'm not looking at my phone. He's like, oh, it's about 200 yards. I'm like, cool. Park the truck. We start walking. Oh, yeah, it did happen. We start walking. Son of a gun. We start walking, and we go, and I'm like, dude, I know we're at least 800 yards now. Like, we're we're we're, ha- we're half a mile. <laughs> 800 yards. Yeah, we, we are out no. here. No. No, no, listen, listen. No. Hold on. No. And we pull, I'm like, I'm like, how far is it? And there's a, the, the tornado was rolling in. You know, we didn't know, but there was a tornado bearing down. Oh, yeah, down. there was a tornado bearing down. Bearing down. And I'm like, how far, how far are you? And we pull the map up, and I start measuring. It. I'm like, dude, we're still 600 plus yards from like where you wanted to go. And I'm like, and we've been walking for like a minute now, dude. I'm like, oh my, I'm like, okay, we're going back to the track. You're like, oh, that's a good, 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 you know, it's good call, good call. Yeah. So anyway. okay, yeah, that did happen. Andrew's terrible. At I've caught hell for it for like five years now. Whatever. But the problem is, you caught hell for it, but you keep doing it. So yeah. it's like, you know, yeah, it's a hundred percent justified. That it. All right. <laughs> It'd be different if like you haven't done. Oh, whatever. All right, whatever. <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? I don't know. You talk about this stuff. No, it was I'm about lost. 200 yards. About 200. Oh, okay. We picked out two trees about 200 yards. <laughs> All right. 150, 200 yards, whatever. We're watching two different areas of the cutover. Um, we can actually kind of see the same areas, Not but really. we can't really shoot to each other's areas. Like, you can't see into, like, 
You can see roughly to the I ditch. Can, I can see grass in front of you, but I could if there's a deer there, I couldn't see it. Yeah, that's what and I you mean. Can, you can see the grass in front of me, but if there's a deer there, you wouldn't be able yeah, to see exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. So so we're not that far apart, but because of how tall that grass is, you really you have to be you're only really seeing like whatever's like right in front of you and you where you're looking down into it where you got way up in that pine tree. So we got our spots and uh we actually met up with some friends of ours. So Zach Eccles, um, Austin Broadhead. And uh, one of Austin's buddies, we, we came out there. We had five trucks. We all took separate trucks. Yeah. We had five trucks, five hunters. Okay. We put three trucks at this one gate. And then one, like, a little bit up the road. Two a little bit up the road. Yeah. So because of how we hunted this area, we were all going to walk in together. But because of how we were kind of dispersing when we went in there, we kind of strategically placed our trucks a little bit. Just so, like... Just so people know. Oh, they they know. I'm like, okay, there's there's a lot of guys in here. Yeah, it's stacked. There's a ton of people in here. I can't believe there was even a space to pull over and park. Anyways. There wasn't. That's oh. the bad part. Yeah, Anyways. oh yeah, because, well, we, we don't need to mention where this guy parked, but he parked in a spot he was not supposed he to be He wasn't supposed to park there. Absolutely. So, yeah, we stack up three trucks at that gate. Um, um, Zach and Muzzy and the other guy, we call Austin Broadhead Muzzy because his last name's Broadhead, which is a great... A great last name if you're a hunter. Um, and so me and you slip in before them. They're still getting ready. And we're like, you know, we're going to go in early because we kind of think there's going to be deer maybe hanging around these scrapes as we walk in. And, and we just want to give it plenty of time. And so we go slipping in. And we get to your tree early. first. Like Very early. Four, I think it was probably 445, I think, we got to my tree. And legal lights not until six fifteen. It, it was probably yeah. It was it probably was about four forty five. Um, and you're set up, and to give people a better idea too of where we're set up, you have a direct line of sight to the trucks from your tree. Mm-hmm. You essentially walk straight down this road and get in your tree, mm-hmm. and and you can watch right back up that road straight towards the trucks, and you can see this cutover. And you're not you're not very far from the trucks at all. I mean, what what do you think? I ain't I ain't say nothing. It ain't two hundred yards. 600 yards? 700? You can see the tracks. Okay. 600 yards. Get very specific now. Roughly. Well, I mean, whatever. So, um, you're roughly that far away, and then I'm a little bit further. Um, I just walk down that same tree line and just get where I'm now watching the backside of the cutover, and I'm watching this ditch that we think this big buck's been using. And, uh, man, I get up in my tree. After I leave you at your tree, I cut my light off. It's kind of a bright night, full moon. And uh, I can kind of see good enough. Heard some, I, heard some deer. Down yeah, there's in. some deer running around in that bottom. I can hear them. And so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to be like really slow. Like I have got an hour 15 before gray light. I mean, I've got more than enough time. And I have to go like 150 yards. So I've got more than enough time to be quiet. I cut my light off. And I just sneak in the in the dark without a light or anything. And I'm just like really feeling the ground with my foot. You know, waiting for the timber rattlesnake to tag you. <laughs> get thumped by timber <laughs> right before daylight. You're like, get the like, chopper. Feel like someone hit you with a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm easing through there, sneaking past these deer, man. I'm doing things right. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to kill something this morning. And I get to my tree that I picked out. Still, I, I never turn my light on again until this peckerhead walks up to me. And uh, I, I don't turn my light on. I, I get my stand on the tree, go very slow, climb the tree slow, silent. I get up in the tree, pull my gun up, rack around in it, and I'm standing there. And it's a it's a freaking beautiful, clear night. And the stars are out, man. And I'm like sitting there looking at stars. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to sit here 
and I'm going to look at the stars and I'm like really going to enjoy this like 45 minutes for gray light and just sit here and just take it in, you know, nice cool morning. And, uh, and I see a light coming down the road. I'm like, at first I'm like, is that like Zach? Are they just now walking in or like, is, is, did one of them stay behind a little bit later or something? And then I hear talking and I'm like, okay, well that's kind of weird. And so this is where the story cuts to Jacob. All right. So what did you see at this point? I guess we haven't talked about any of this. Have we, we? we have not talked about did, any did of it. Did we talk about the deer race I saw that day? No, we didn't talk about any of it. Are you sure? Yeah, literally none of it. Because we had so much other stuff going huh. on that we were like, just going to save this for later. Huh. Okay. Well, interesting. Um, so I was sitting there and, again, probably four, probably five, five ten, five fifteen. I see a truck pull up. And he's parking. And I knew there's like... We had three trucks parked this spot. Like, there's not enough spot to park. Well, he parks in a spot he wasn't supposed to park. He in. wasn't supposed to be parking in. And uh, he gets out and he's like messing with his truck and stuff. I'm like, okay, maybe this is like, I don't know, maybe this is, you know, someone they're going a different direction. Blah blah blah. They're, going, they're doing something different. Well, he's over there messing with his, his truck forever, and all of a sudden he starts. He like shuts it and starts walking our way. I'm like, what the crap, dude? But I'm, I'm like, I'm still like not that worried. I'm like, whatever, like, dude, you know, he's gonna walk. He's down gonna the road. go cruising by. He's, yeah, he's gonna walk down the road. You know, that kind of runs, you know, around this cut. And I'm like, it's no big deal. And because uh, it's still, I mean, you're still like, he's getting like, we got in early, early. Like we were parked there at like four fifteen or something, like yeah. in the morning. And I'm like, you know, it's like five o'clock. Like it's still like an hour or so before that. So I'm like. Definitely not early, but definitely not like crazy late either. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Like this guy's gonna ease through. He's gonna walk through the bottom. I'm like, no, no big deal. Like kind of walk out in front of us. Well, then he like he like starts coming down the road, and all of a sudden he like cuts back to the clear cut and starts coming towards us. And I'm like, whoa, what is it? like what is it? So like I start flashing with my light. Like, you know, I got my little <laughs> headlight on. That that's like that's listen. God for, help. Talking me. about public land ethics. Um, not really ethics, but just like it is not even public land. It's, uh, any, any, if you someone flashes their light at you. It's because they're probably perceiving you are coming in on an area that they're already kind of set up in. Yeah. And it's like one of those things, like, if that's the case, you know, look at your maps, look at your X, and kind of figure out how to kind of get around them. Plan B time. Or just completely go to a different area, okay? And when I do it, and the guy stops, he turns his light off. And I can, I mean, like you said, it was bright, bright uh, night, whatever. I can kind of see, like, the dark figure, like, he's just standing there. And he's, like, looking at his phone. The phone lights his face up. And, you know, he's like, 300 yards from me, 200 yards from me. I can see all this. And then all of a sudden, he turns his head back, headlight back, head, he turns his headlight back on and just keeps on coming. God almighty. And I'm like, what is this, as Andrew would say, what is this pecker doing, dude? <laughs> and uh, he starts, he just keeps coming, keeps coming, keeps coming. And I'm like, dude, I'm flashing lights at him and stuff. <laughs> and he just, he's not doing anything. I'm like, what is this dude doing, man? He's coming right to me. I mean, literally out of the way, coming right through the clear cut, right to me. And I'm like, what is going on here? It's like you called him in. Dude, he comes. Dude, I mean, look, I wish I could do this with a turkey. He comes, dude, and he gets like 35 yards from me. And I'm like, hey. And he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, hey. And I'm like, God. What's up? Or no, I said, hey. And he's like, yes, sir. And I'm like, what are oh, you? I was like, what are you doing, oh dude? He's like, well, I'm going, I'm going to my stand. And I'm like, well, where's your stand at, bud? He's like, oh, it's like six. It's he pulled an Andrew. He's like, oh, it's 600 yards down here, down the bottom. So, oh no. And I'm like, 600 yards, huh? And he's like, yes, sir. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, 600 yards. I'm like, thinking on the map. I'm like, he's like, way the hell 
You're like, dang, dang, this guy's hardcore. No, I was like, okay, like you're way down. Like you have fun with that. Like I'm still a little pissed, but I was like, okay, like you ain't gonna bother me because I like what I'm hunting is nowhere near like what you're talking about. Oh like, yeah, where, if he'd have gone to where he said he was going, I'd have been cool with well, that too. Uh, that's what I'm saying. So listen, he's like, he's like, I'm gonna go 600 yards. I'm like, okay, cool. And I, I, I still was like, man, I'm like, I get it, but I'm like, you know, there's three trucks parked. You're gate. still being a douchebag. Yeah, like this, you know. You are. I'm sorry. I'm you like, are. you know, it's it is what it is. But I'm like, okay, 600 yards. Like, all right, have fun, keep going. And he's like, well, kind of, I'm gonna walk down the edge of cut. And I'm like, okay, that's fine, whatever. Like, you, you do. You. And then he starts walking off. I call him. You told him that I'm there, right? Yeah, I was like, I was like, yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm like, cool. Like, my buddy is literally like 150 yards right down here on the tree line, like right down the edge of the cut, like right around this little bend is like where where my buddy's at. And he's like, okay, cool. <laughs> and uh, the second he starts walking off, I call Andrew, I call you, and I'm like, dude, I'm like, hey, dude, there's a guy coming right to you. And this is probably after you heard us talking for a little bit. I don't even want to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, you told me you're like, "Hey, there's a guy coming to you." Because I hear, I hear. Uh, that's when I heard talking. I heard y'all talking. I'm like, "Okay, well, that's weird," you know. And I didn't know what was going on. And then, and then I see the light cut on, and he keeps walking towards me because I saw the light too and everything. And I'm like, "What is this?" And then you texted me and you said, "Hey, this guy's coming to you." And then I called you. I was like, "What?" And and you said like, hey, this guy's. He said he's got to stand six hundred yards down here in the bottom. You know, he's gonna walk past you and go down there. I'm like, okay. And at this point, he's like halfway to me. So I'm like, all right, let me deal with this. And so I hang up. And he's walking right to me, man. I mean, just coming right down the line. He's gonna walk literally beneath my tree. And uh, he does pretty much the same thing. He starts getting about thirty yards away, and I start, or he's probably I don't know, fifty yards away, and I flash him with my light once or twice. And he keeps coming, keeps coming, keeps coming. He gets to like 25 yards. And I'm like, hey, man. And he's like, yes, sir. Exactly what he did to you. And I'm like, what you doing? Or I said something like that. And he's like, I got to stand right here. I'm like, you got to stand right here. And he's like, yeah, I got to stand right here in the tree line. I'm like, okay. And it's kind of like an awkward silence. And he starts walking to it. I'm like, are you are you grabbing it? He's like, no, I'm hunting here. And I was like okay we have a problem like at that point i immediately knew i was like all right we got a problem i was like what you know i've never dealt with anybody like this before okay like we've been hunting public land for like i've been hunting it really i mean my whole life but like really on my own hunting it probably since i don't know like 2014 or so yep Yep. so uh obviously not as long as a lot of other folks but you know i've had my fair share of experience on it to this point and and we hunt hard we've hunted hard for all those years spent a lot of time out there and i've never had somebody be like be like this this is the kind of guy that like scares people away from hunting public land and so he walks over and sure enough he's got a climber 20 yards from the base of my tree. i walked in without my light so i didn't see it if even if i had my light on i wouldn't have seen it because i'm set up on the edge of the cutover like on the very, very edge hanging over the cutover. He's like 10, 12 yards into the woods facing the other way. So he's facing, he's not facing the cutover. He's facing that big hardwood drainage. And so he walks over there and he starts setting up his climber. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? You know, like, I, and I try to, you know, I try to like be nice or whatever about it. And I'm like, hey, like, like, dude, I'm hunting here. And he's like, well, you just face that way. I'll face this way. And I'm like, no, I, I set up here so I could see the cutover and this little hardwood stream right here. I set up here so I could shoot both areas. 
and he kind of didn't say anything, and I don't even remember what I said at this point. Well, didn't he say something about mox or something about some scrapes? So that that came later, and I'm like, well, dude, like, I like I'm hunting Cause, here. Cause like, people... I'm like, hey, this isn't cool, dude. Like, I'm hunting here, and he and then he said, well, it's public land, you can't do nothing about it. And then I got pissed, and then I started saying some cuss words. I ain't gonna lie. All right, I, I said some bad words that like a lot of them. He and, should. He he says some bad. Yeah, interesting. He says some bad words, but he needs a he needs a new lesson. And, and wow, a, dude, and you cuss like an eighth grader, bro. Look, what? Well, I, cu- I cuss like a grown man. <laughs> you don't. You cuss like an eighth grader. Okay, listen. Okay. Look, no. you learned all your cuss words from TikTok. Okay, what? some of the stuff you told me. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> some of the stuff you said I should have said. I'm like, no, no. Anyways, all right. So this guy, um, he's he's getting up. and now at this point, I'm just like, hey, look, dude, and I'm like. Now I'm trying to like make him feel because I'm like I don't want to freaking get down. I'm I'm in my tree. My gun is loaded. Like I'm ready to go. All my stuff set up, and I'm like, hey, look, dude, like you've been working all week. I've been working all week. It's Friday or it's Saturday. I've been I've been looking forward to this all week. It's the rut. It's the gun hunt. I beat you out here. There's three trucks at this gate. Like don't f up my hunt. Don't come in here and screw up my hunt. Just because you left your stand in here or whatever, like, get up and move. Like, how would you feel if someone did this to you? And it was kind of more of the same stuff. He was just, he was just really just being a prick about it. And you, you got to mention the whole scrape thing. So, this is where the scrape thing came up. I'm like, I can't remember how he's like, well, oh, yeah. Because I start saying stuff like that to him. I'm like, dude, why are you doing this? Like, why, why would you do this to me? Like, why are you going to screw up my hunt? And, uh, he was like, "Well, I got a big one that I know is using this this draw, so I'm gonna hunt here." And I'm like, "You've got a you've got a big buck that's that's coming up this ridge right here." He's like, "Yes, sir. I got a big ten point coming up here." I'm like, "Okay." And then he said something about the scrapes. He's like, "I got a big scrape right here in front of my stand." And he mentioned all these scrapes. The scrape in front of his stand was the mock scrape that we made the morning before. And he's like, "I came in here yesterday afternoon and found it." I'm like, "I made that scrape." <laughs> I told him that. I'm like, "The scrape you're hunting over, I literally made yesterday." He's like, "No, no, this this is the big one that uh, that the buck made." I'm like, "I know. I made that one. That was me. There was no scrape there. I'm the one that made the giant mock scrape right there." And uh, Mock scrape's so good, Hunter can't resist. Yeah. And, you know, there was a point where you could tell that I think he kind of started feeling like a like a douchebag because I was saying, I, you know, I was just trying to relate to him. I'm like, look, dude, like I've been looking, I've been at freaking work all week thinking about this Saturday just like you have, and you're coming in here and screwing it up for me. And then there came a point where he, he talked about that buck, and he's like, well, you know, they're coming up out of this bottom. And then I'm like, so I'm like, okay. So this is where I'm like going to be spiteful on him, and now I'm going. Andrew's about to get real petty. Yeah, I'm going to get petty about it. And so I'm like, and then Jacob calls me because I cut my light on, and I start getting down. But I could hear him. I'm like, what the hell is he doing? Well, see, I'm like, listen. So this is I, I got a question for you. It's because somebody comes right there. Why do you got to get down? Because I, dude, I'm so angry that there's no way I'm sitting here for five hours with this dude. He's 20 yards from me. I ended up getting back she, in the You should tr- be like, dude, pass me a cigarette because I need one right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, flash forward a little bit. Flash that forward? Afternoon, whatever. That afternoon, I ended up getting in that tree after he left. And I ranged his tree. He was 19.5 yards from me. And I'm like, yeah, there, there ain't no freaking way. Because I know good and well. That if some giant buck comes walking up behind us, I'm swinging around and trying to shoot the thing. 
And so we're both going like shoot at the same time. Hey, listen, it's like a dove shoot, man. You Look, know, there's you multiple ha- people shoot at the same time. No, 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 no. <laughs> when you have a confrontation in the woods that involves firearms and stuff, like, just go away. So that, that's what I'm, I'm thinking. I'm like, okay, if he's not going to leave, I'm going to leave because we're not going to do this. Like, we're not doing this. And, uh, and so I start getting down, and you call, and you're like, are you getting down? <laughs> and I said, yes, this bleeping idiot just climbed a tree 20 yards from me and hang up and i get to the bottom i'm clanking around i'm trying to be loud and i get down to the bottom i'm being as loud as i humanly can be now now i'm being petty very very petty i'm being petty at this point because i'm pissed and you know he climbed up his tree not the best representation of the southern outdoorsman yeah per se well whatever (laughs) and uh i get on the ground and i'm like so you've had a big buck coming up here huh and i'm talking just like i'm talking now and he's like yes sir he's been coming right up this ridge and he's talking to me like that now he's like like being kind of cool you know, like he's like, nothing just happened. He's like, yeah, they've been coming up this ridge or whatever. And he's like talking to me about what he's been seeing. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, you're saying he's been coming from down here in this bottom? He's like, yep, he's coming from like there, that thicket from across the way. He's coming from over there. I'm like, that point over there or whatever? And I kind of work it out with him. He's like, yeah, I'm like, all right, well, that's where I'm going. <laughs> and I freaking grab all my crap and my happy butt marches down the hill straight in front of where he's watching. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to walk down here. If like, if I'm not having fun, nobody's having fun. I was, dude, I was mad. So I walked down there and it was kind of See, It seems like you're still a little, little I'm, I'm salty a little about it. I'm a little salty. And uh, there's actually an area that I kind of wanted to hunt anyway. <laughs> shut the shut up. It is. It's a, it was a nice hub down there. You've hunted it before. Yeah. The, the spot that, that he was talking about. And so I was like, all right, well, that's where I'm going. And then I'm like, hey, what was your name again? And he told me his name. And uh, I was like, okay. And so I, I went marching down there and uh, got set up. Ended up seeing a, a buck that morning in the spot that, that he was talking about where all the bucks were coming from. It wasn't, I don't think it was the big buck he was talking about, um, but I did see a buck right there. And uh, basically I was I was pretty freaking hot so, all morning. Because now, cause now I'm walking around and I'm freaking sweaty because I had to walk down in this hole. Um, because of how he was, how how this area sets up, I really didn't have anywhere that I could have gone. Um, I couldn't, I, I wasn't going to walk out. I couldn't walk out past you um, because there's nothing past you that I could hunt that you couldn't already see. I couldn't walk back down the road because that's where Muzzy and Zach and the other guy were all three hunting. And uh, and so there really wasn't anywhere for me to go but down in that bottom. So I go crashing down in the bottom and now I'm like setting up. I went from being set up before daylight, gun loaded, ready to go to gray light walking around with my stand on my back um so yeah i was pretty mad and yeah. uh yeah so i uh, put this up for the listeners listeners how would you handle that moment what would you have done you know yeah, I'd be curious. I want to see. I want to see some reviews coming in. I want to see some reviews, guys, on, <laughs> on Apple Podcasts of like how would you handle that moment? Did Angie do the right thing? Did he not do the right thing? What would you have done in that situation? Guy climbing twenty yards, nineteen yards from you, being rude as crap. Yeah. Houndstooth Game Call's Dixie Hen Slate was just voted the overall best turkey call by Field and Stream Outdoors, and trust me, it's super easy to run and be extremely dynamic when you're in the turkey woods. Now, we've mentioned a couple of these calls in the past, like the Spurmaster and the Success Call in a past episode with both Gary Vines and Lyle Gilbert of Houndstooth Game Calls. And it was funny enough, y'all actually bought every Spurmaster call and Success Call they had. Now, 
pay attention to their website. They're going to have some more come up in stock in the next few days. So when they come available, make sure you get one if you did not purchase one before they sold out last time. Both the Spurmaster and the Success Call are fantastic for hunting high-pressure turkeys, whether you're on a hunting club where you have a lot of other members hunting those same turkeys, or if you're on public land. Again, both of those calls will make you sound a little bit different from everybody else and be a lot more subtle in your calling technique and be able to really help close those distance with those gobblers. So if you want to give Houndstooth Game Calls a try, go to houndstoothgamecalls.com. Use the promo code SOP24. Again, promo code SOP24 for 15% off houndtoothgamecalls.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. True Lock Chokes has been made in Georgia since 1981 and offering a wide range of chokes, over 2,000 different chokes for all kinds of shooting activities. You might be wondering why you'd want to purchase a True Lock Choke, and it's to improve your shotgun performance. Absolutely guaranteed. And as a great example, we have Andrew Maxwell here. And, uh, Andrew, you've had some pretty good luck, again, kind of switching out chokes and trying out the Precision Hunter choke from True Lock. So, Andrew, what's been your experience so far? Yeah, I've, always, I've used the same choke for several years now. I never really thought much of it, and I got the True Lock choke in. I patterned my gun with the first choke at uh, 30 and 50, and then I switched to the True Lock and changed from 30 to 50. And the 50-yard pattern on my gun with the True Lock choke is unbelievable like everybody's jaws were dropping like when we were out there with mike and sam we were all super impressed i mean it's throwing a better pattern at 50 now than it was throwing at 40 before my old choke and andrew you're shooting the precision hunter choke from true lock it's a great option same chokes i have in my shotgun so guys if you want to give true lock a shot this spring you could head over to truelockchokes.com that's t-r-u L-O-C-K-Chokes.com. You can also use the promo code SOUTHERN at checkout at TrueLockChokes.com and save 10% on your order. Again, give TrueLock a shot this spring, especially if you're not happy with the performance of your shotgun, and shoot with a more deadly pattern with TrueLock. Let me say this sounds interesting. So... <clears throat> Uh, that, when that guy came back out, uh, he so, told... So, yeah, this this is the part I was about to get to. So, I, I ended up seeing a buck in the spot that I went to, but um, just the way it's set up, it, the, I saw the buck, but it was so thick, like, I couldn't get a shot and how I set up, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to move around, because I kind of was wondering if he was going to end up leaving at some point, because you were between him and the trucks. If he came out, he had to go by you, and I'm like, that spot up there looks so good that even if he leaves, like, I think it'd be worth going back up there and getting in that spot. And uh, and so I'm just kind of, I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to walk around down here. I'm going to sit some of these hubs. I'm going to do a little scouting. So I ended up doing, like, a big walkabout and, and really covering some ground and uh, making the most of it, scouting some stuff that I haven't looked at yet that I, I've kind of had my eye on for actually years and uh, was able to walk around and actually look at some of that stuff. And I, I got to a, a decent spot where actually I felt— had, had someone to shoot a— a buck up above you because we all thought that was you yeah and it's not somebody through some connections that we know uh, a fella actually killed a really nice buck very close to me yeah we heard him shoot when, when he shot we were all texting like Andrew, was that you yeah, yeah like, he thought it was like, me right down there with yeah him. Was, he killed a big old eight point um so i get to a spot where i think i can probably kill something that morning um and i, I just sit there and, and kind of set up and i'm like waiting 
And then you end up calling me. I, I'm I hunt till I don't know midday, and you end up calling me. And uh, he's and like, he, yeah, he, he came out. He came out like at ten o'clock or something like that. And came by and he, first of all, he's a big old boy. Like he, he wouldn't be the one you want to throw hands. Here, here comes old Biggin. <laughs> dude, he dude, he he'd rip your head off. <laughs> like, his voice. Listen, let me tell you this. His voice did not match his body. Let me just say that like, right now. Like, let me. Just, I'll just say that right now. His voice did like okay. He's like yes sir. Oh my dude, his body dude. He'd rip your head off. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> so that was lesson number one. Don't judge somebody by their voice. Don't don't get in a fist fight with a dude before daylight. <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah oh, oh my man. gosh but uh so he comes out he's yeah, gotta he, stand on his back yeah he's just yeah he's gotta stand on his did back. he know you were there hell yeah he came around the corner i started like waving at him he's like waving up at me dude i'm like i was like i waved him over because originally he wasn't gonna walk like directly by me by what me. was he gonna swing through the cutover no 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 he's gonna swing down below um into, this, this, into this hardwoods um and uh, anyway, so I, I, I waved him over and I told him because I, I mean I got a little heated with him too. Come by on me that morning, even before you. And I told him that dude. I was like, hey, he came by. I was like, dude, like what's your name, boy? He told me his name too. He started with a B. Uh, and I was yeah, like, weird name. And I was like, uh, you know, is this your first time hunting out here? Like, what's going on? He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, I moved up here because of work. He's like, I'm from Florida. I'm like, you're from Florida, huh? I'm like, Florida man. <laughs> Ruins hunt. I can see the headline. There's some jorts. I can see. I can see the headline now. Um, but no, yeah, he's from Florida. All this kind of stuff, and he was up here for work for a little while. Uh, and I told him I was like, dude, I, I apologized to him because I was like, dude, I got a little heated. I was probably a little bit, little bit of a dick, and I didn't, you know, I didn't cuss out or anything, but I was like, you know, definitely. Uh, and I was, I was like, I apologize. He's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, he's all good. He's like, he's like, yeah. He's like, tell your buddy. Uh, he's tell your buddy. He's like, if you want to kill that big ten point, just stay down there all day. He's like, I was gonna wanted to go down there in the morning, or I wanted to go down there in the evening, but since he's already down there, uh, you know, you just tell him to stay down there. He killed and tell well, him that yeah. didn't stop him before. Why didn't he just come down there with him? <laughs> God Almighty, that was funny. And I was like, yeah. Anyway, but dude, he had a that dude. I could not. I don't know, dude. He I don't, he must have he must have like a he was a dude. That dude was ginormous. <laughs> like I mean, he was probably six six three thirty, just monster, dude. <laughs> I mean, like I'm like he had it had to be a Goliath, uh, uh, Summit Goliath. He was he was packing around. I mean, that thing. It, it was he was a. Did, giant did he say anything person. about his interaction with me? Oh yeah, he's like you know because when I told him I apologize about, he's like yeah, he's like tell your buddy you know. Sorry, the whole situation I got all worked up because he's like, bit, he was telling me about that deer in more details. He's like, yeah, I've been trying to kill that deer. He's like, I've, he's been, I've been jumping around with him for a while now and wanted to kill him. Thought this morning would be the day to kill him, but he's like, I'm going to go to another spot. So I'm going to go to another area of the public and hunt with a buddy. So he's like, I won't be back in here today. I'm like, all right, cool. So, mm. but anyway, I was sitting there. But anyways, he he walked out and not, he hadn't been gone for probably. 15 minutes I had I think that's when the eight point came by me or whatever I had that buck come by me that nice eight point and then um anyways you you kind of just kept bouncing around but it was kind of funny because uh our buddy <laughs> our buddy Zach uh it was Zach Austin and I think the other guy's name was Josh uh they, when they were walking back to the truck I could see him because they, they walk right down there in front of me I see him coming and uh they get all the way to the truck, and this—I'm telling you—the second they get to the truck, because I can see the trucks, a freaking shooter, bu- or you know, a good, a nice buck, a nice buck, not not, not crazy, but a nice buck, like pretty much everybody in the group would have shot this deer. Yeah, came slipping. I mean, literally, must have been bedded twenty yards behind the truck. 
kind of like what Anthony was talking about. Yeah. And he comes slipping out of that tree line, and I'm like, holy crap. I'm trying to film it on my phone because I don't have a camera with me. And then I'm trying to like text in the group text. I was like, I'm like, Zach, y'all just jumped a buck that was literally like right behind y'all's truck. He's like, where? Where? I can see him on the back of the truck, dude. Like, looking. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, he's gone now. Like, he's like freaking, he's gone. But like, he was literally like, I don't know how y'all didn't hear him because like when y'all opened the truck door, he came out that freaking those trees right there next to the truck. Gosh. And I'm like, that's hilarious. That's dude. funny being up there in a spot where you can like really see like the whole situation like that and see how that plays out. It's like, man, how many times has that happened? I mean, that's exactly what Anthony was just talking about. Mm-hmm. That's that's a that's and, good and like, stuff. And again, they never heard that deer, but the deer was close to him. The deer was probably within 25 yards of him. Yeah. Um, and he just got up and was like, I'm out. And he started slipping out and trotting because he was acting. I saw him get up. I was like, they ain't nowhere that's a deer. Because I mean, it's like right <laughs> next to where they're at, standing and they're talking. I can hear them at the truck. They're like opening car door, truck doors and stuff. Yeah. That buck was just kind of easing out there. I'm like, no way, dude. Yeah, man. It's funny. God, it makes you wonder too about like, the, those bucks living in there and how how they can't kind of keep tabs on people and well, also makes me wonder about the freaking deer that that guy had on camera by the way when i walked you called me after you saw that buck and you were like hey the guy just left kind of oh, filled me in on he, it he also said yeah he's like y'all can check my trail camera he's like, i got two trail cameras down there he's like everybody's got a sd card uh camera whatever sd card reader he's like you can, he can check those cameras if he wants and I'm like, well, I don't think he has one, but okay. <laughs> no, I didn't. I did find his hit both of his cameras, and one of them was on one of the damn mock scrapes that we made the night before or the morning before. I was like, gosh, you know that. I mean, that, that's the kind of thing that you kind of run the risk of when you hunt a spot like that, though. I mean, it's just so. I mean, literally, you parked the truck at this gate and you walked in a straight line on flat ground and you hit the tree that the trees that we were hunting. I mean, it's like right there. It's like the first trees you come to. So, I mean, we're kind of asking for something like that to happen, but that's just the first time I've ever had something like like a guy that brazen. Because normally, years past, we hunt spots like that, and you flash your light, and they're going the other way. Like, most people are courteous, and, you know, that just, that hasn't happened in years and years of doing this now between, like, our entire friend group. And then, you know, it happened to me one day. But it is what it is. I mean, the kind of stuff happens. I got worked up about it, but... Still worked it, up about it, man. You're, 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 you're gonna die bitter, bro. You're gonna die bitter. <laughs> bitter, a right. uh, bitter old man. Andrew, yeah, you're gonna die Dude, bitter. I'm gonna be old like man. 85. I'm gonna be like that guy. That W man. Yeah, you almost said I heard you. I heard you. That's funny. Golly. So yeah, you called me, and I ended up. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go get back in that spot. Um, and so I went and got back in that tree. Ended up not seeing anything for the rest of the day. I think we sat till dark, didn't we? Um. Ended up not. No, sick. I sat until two, and then. Oh I, yeah, no, we sat well, till two thirty. We had something well, to be. Well, then I moved to other spot, and I had another little buck come by, and oh, you talk about that. That well, was I, interesting. I, I swear we already talked about the podcast where it was watching Muzzy and all that. It was underneath me. Like I, I, maybe I did talk about it. Okay, I, maybe you did. I, I, I'm almost certain I talked just about rehash all it. Just just in case. Long story short, hunted another spot very close to the road, little clear cut, little tree line that ran down it. And uh, I was like, man, like nobody's ever going to hunt here. Nobody would ever think about hunting this spot because there's not really a parking area. You got to park way down the road. And uh, Muzzy and the guys, they were all hunting another spot, like in that general area. So I'm like, I'm just going to go. I'll be across the road from you guys. So slipped in. Second I got off the road, I didn't go 15 yards off the side of the road. And there's scrapes everywhere. Just like, and not the kind of, not these mock scrapes. Like these actually have looking branches. The other one, the old boy was set up over, uh, had no looking branches. Uh, not like haven't worked but anyways there were, there were scrapes there's rubs all that next to the road and i worked that tree line up climbed this pine tree um 
right next to this pond thicket and right next to this clear cut that was, you know, a couple of years old. So it's got, you know, nice, you know, good cover in it. And a long story short, about probably 45 minutes before dark, I like happen to glance up in front of me and it's, there's a little bit of wind and I just see like a buck's rat come to the grass and uh, not a shooter, probably a, a nice, probably like a really nice two and a half year old or maybe a three year old seven point. Mm-hmm. And it was, was just kind of walking right there 45 yards from me and he hung out within 40 yards of me, 45 yards of me for an hour plus. I mean, literally he was still, he was standing underneath my tree after dark Muzzing the guys, I saw their head. I saw their lights as they were walking back to the truck. Okay, and this buck, I can still see him. He's standing right there below me. He can hear them coming. I can see them coming and hear him. And he just stood there and like watched them get in their trucks and like mess around their trucks the whole time. Just like watch them, ears up. Stood there, did not move a muscle until they freaking tore out of there. And they, once it quieted down, then he started easing around again. And he, I mean, he stayed underneath me. Now this is a young buck, and he stayed underneath me for. Ever do just just feeding and there's there's a water right there just feeding and uh, finally and also I forgot my headlamp so I didn't have a light my phone was on two percent battery so I didn't have like much light there and I'm like okay I could do one of two things I can climb down the tree in the dark and then pack my stuff up and then maybe have enough battery life to like help me get back to the road real quick because I gotta walk you know down the edge of this thick clear cut. Um, and I'm like, okay, that's what I'm gonna do. Anyways, I start calming down. I'm like, dude, it is literally that everybody's texting me like, Jacob, are you okay? Because like, because yep. I, I can't text. Like, I had to turn my phone completely off, and it is literally. Let's see, it probably got dark at legal light. Was probably done at like five thirty. It was probably six fifteen, and I'm still in the tree, dude. <laughs> like forty five minutes after legal light, I'm still in the tree. Oh, and the reason man. why is like, yeah, this wasn't a shooter buck, but. I'm like, there could be another one in the area. I don't want to blow him out. Because I'm like, in the tree, like, he's going to notice. Like, There's a big freaking squirrel up there, okay? All right? <laughs> that's the biggest that's, raccoon I've that's ever big, seen. That's the biggest coon I've ever seen. Anyway, so after a while, I was like, dude, I've got to get down. Like, Because the thing is, it was like that clear night, whatever. Yeah. But there was still enough light in the sky. I'm like, I got to get down now because like the moon wasn't coming out yet. Because uh-huh. like, until that moon comes out, like it's going to be like dark. Uh-huh. So like, anyways, I, I climbed down. Deer freaking was like, what the hell? And freaking, you know, he, he, he blew him out. He tore out of there. But I, get, I get down on the ground. This is the worst part. I get on the ground and it is like dark, dude. I'm like, I'm like trying to like, without having to turn my phone because it's like a 2% battery. And I'm not worried about my phone dying like for needing my phone. I just need something for like, and I knew how to get out of there. Like, I didn't need like, I didn't need Onyx or anything. I just need like some light. So I pack up my stuff real quick, pack everything in my backpack, and I start easing out of there, dude. And I like turn my, I had used my light a little bit, like pack stuff up, and I'm like, I'm going to cut it off. I'm just going to ease down this tree line without the light. That's a bad mistake. I busted. <laughs> I, I I haven't fallen that hard on my face. It was kind of like you. <laughs> dude, it was like, because there's all this slash in, like on the edge of the cut, and uh-huh. there's all this slash. And like, dude, you'd be walking in, like, it would be weird. Like, you could see, like, I could see the grass, and like, you can kind of see, like, some of the dark shades of, like, there's sticks and stuff. Uh huh. But I couldn't, you couldn't under like, you couldn't perceive the depth. Like, you didn't have good depth per, uh, per, uh, perception yeah. in this area yeah. because of the darkness and everything. My eyes weren't adjusting. So, it's like, I couldn't tell if you were, like, some grass in front of me. I couldn't tell if you were 15 inches in front of my face or three feet away, okay? <laughs> and same thing with my feet. So, I, like, I picked my feet up, and it felt weird. I'm like, I can't, like, 
it's not like I can see the ground very easily. Uh-huh. And it's like you're kind of like walking blind trying to feel the ground with your feet while you're trying to step through all this stuff. <laughs> oh, it was terrible, dude. I mean, it was it was terrible. And long story short, I get halfway back, and I'm like, I like thought I was stepping over a stick, and I stepped right in the brush pile and picked up, and my freaking, I had a stick catch me right in the knee, and I just ate it, dude. I'm talking <laughs> ate it. All the gear in my bag, and my backpack, rifle in my hand. Which is just, a lot for Jacob. Yeah, just ate it dude i mean mm. almost gave me another covid test um <laughs> uh, so and then at that point i'm like i'm like forget this crap i'm turning my light on i don't care if my phone dies if i get 30 seconds of light that's enough cut it on the second i have that light on i freaking ran as fast as i could through all this stuff before the phone died <laughs> and it, it literally di- got- it died like when i was like 15 yards from the edge like from from like the edge of the roadway that is know? hilarious and, and like almost busted there too crossing the ditch oh my god so uh but, but you made it out but yeah piece. made it out but yeah long story short that was it so golly Good t- good times. Yep. Fun we're, stuff. Real quick, okay, because we're kind of getting to like the end here. We yep. got we got to do hey, man, we got to go shoot a deer in the morning. I, oh, yeah. We got so uh listeners uh so listener Q&A. So we're going to try to start doing some Q&As at the end of the uh the podcast or at some point of these Friday breakdowns. So we're going to try to do them. So um one oh man, there's a couple of good ones on here. Uh so one Andrew because I want to bring this up. This is from uh this is from a buddy of ours. And uh, you'll have to give some backstory on this one. Uh, did the Chinese buffet change your life? <laughs> it did. It did. I've never been to a Chinese buffet until the other day. We went. We went up to North Alabama on a little duck hunt. It was uh It was me and Jacob, and uh, my stepdad Mike and our buddy Gabe Goodson. And uh, that was Gabe that wrote that. And they were like, "Hey, there's this Chinese buffet. Y'all want to go there?" Is after the last day of the hunt. You know, we're getting a little rundown. And uh, and dude, we hit up this Chinese buffet. And they lost money on me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so good. Oh, my gosh. Changed my life. I got home. I was like, Tiff, we got to go try one of these. She's like, yeah. Like, you've never been to a Chinese buffet? I'm the only person that's never been to one. No. I've been to Chinese restaurants, but never a Chinese buffet. Yeah. God bless. It was so good. Uh, So... Anyways, that that was a question for Andrew because I've you know I was the only one. I'm like, have you never been to Chinese buffet? Like, I'm cultured. I'm cultured. Uh, <laughs> so no, this is, this is one I wanted to. Uh, well, I guess we got we got to mention. So Andrew posted, and the guys, by the time this come out, this has come out. Well, I guess we'll have to like save it and maybe post it again. Andrew shared a post on our story of uh, I think it's down south, um, like the football page, whatever about. Like what Saturday it, down south. Yeah, Saturday down south. Like what is like the south? And I thought it was hilarious because it is definitely Andrew's version of oh, what the south and the deep look, south. I'm is. just gonna say I think they might, they might have hit this one right on the head. There, there could be some some uh, clarifications in it. All right, so they have it broken up into the deep south, the south, sort of the south, and not the south. Okay, the deep south. Is on this diagram. On this diagram is Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, and South Carolina. I would maybe throw Louisiana in. I with would that. absolutely throw Louisiana in. There. Louisiana is kind of its own thing, though, a little bit. We had a guy write in and say that too. By the way, I saw that. Um, but I would maybe throw Louisiana okay, in there. So that that's the deep south. That's the, the deep south. What is classified okay. as the south? The south includes the deep south, obviously, but the south also has Texas. Louisiana, Arkansas, Tennessee, North Carolina, and Florida. Okay. I agree with that. That's the South. Sort of the South. Oklahoma, Kentucky, 
West Virginia, Virginia. I agree. I can get down with that. Money. They, they nailed it. Some people wrote in and objected that Florida is not the South at all, and yeah. it's just tropical, it's and it's just, totally different. So, also, we had a couple people write in about uh, Maryland, for whatever reason, on here, was not the South, and there was a couple of listeners that were very... I don't understand that. About that. I've been there. It kind of gives off that vibe, kind of like... I've never been to Maryland. Sort of the South. Well, I oh. guess I went to Maryland in, like, <clears throat> fifth grade or something. It's maybe. not... Yeah, it's not as far north as you think it is. Whenever we went to, like, Washington, D.C. for a little fifth grade field trip. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. I think we went to Maryland. I don't know. Yeah, that is a thing. Like, people... Like, Maryland people, you know, don't let me offend you, but, you know, they're they're always... They kind of identify with, like, Southern culture. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, you're kind of kind of up there. I mean, you're north of Virginia, and Virginia's kind of up there as far as being in the south, you know? I don't know. Look, God, I'm just, I'm just alienating. <laughs> you're, you're such a snob, Golly, dude. I know. What a snob. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm not trying to you, be. You cussed this dude out in the woods, and now you're talking about, like, who's not in the <laughs> south? Like, God, dude. You're just... Oh, my gosh. So, you agree with this diagram, though, right? Uh, Other than not have... I think Louisiana should be in the deep south. Yeah. But everything else, I'll, I'll be, throw in Louisiana. I think Louisiana should everything be everything else. I think is very, we'll be happy to have you, Louisiana. Very accurate. Yeah, definitely very accurate. Uh, yeah. What about what about Missouri? You think Missouri Hell got snubbed? No. Hell, Missouri got snubbed. No, no, they did not get snubbed. No, the Missouri does not deserve to be in the South. Period. <laughs> not even sort of the South. No, and I got family there. I got family. Okay, there. I got you. I mean, definitely. They got they got they have sweet tea. I'll say that. You go to a restaurant, and well, it depends on what part. of If you're in the the southern half of the state, you'll find sweet tea at a restaurant. Yeah. You go. What about people in like southern Illinois thinking they're in the south? Marshall Brooks. No, sorry, bud. Bro, you ain't in the south. Not no. even close. No. Mm. Anyways. No. no. All right. So, yeah, that was fun. I saw that. Somebody tagged us in it. And I oh, was did like, they? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm sharing this immediately. Right? And I did on our story. So, that's on there. Um, be curious to hear people's thoughts on that, even though we already know it's correct. <laughs> okay, uh, one one last one here, and then we'll wrap up. Uh, this is a good one. This is a good one to end it on. Um, old Baxley wrote this one in, okay? Mm-hmm. What Chill did you out. find out, or, or did you find out that the hunting club is harder than public? And it's probably not even, like, the best way to put that question, but, like, compared to public, how did the, the hunting club, you know, line up? There's actually a few questions about the, your hunting club. Mm-hmm. And how did you do what tactics work, blah, 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 blah. That's interesting. And um, it comes down to Andy I'll, just throwing I'll say, money at him. I'll say, <laughs> I'll say that the hunting club, um, it's I, I'd say it's probably challenging in different ways than, uh, than public land is. Because public land is, uh, like, so much more of a free-for-all. Like, you can really do whatever you want. And I don't know for some reason, like the 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 pinout board and everything, and like the the local guys who like really hunt the club, kind of just like public is like a little bit. Guys. It was a little bit different than I thought it'd be. Basically, the um one of the main things about the club that kind of challenged me this year, which is Andrew's hunting club that he joined, yeah, was the the terrain. So I was thinking that I'm gonna kind of go in here and I'm gonna get basically three to five hundred yards downwind of where other people are pinned out i was like i'm going to use this pin out board to my advantage and i'm going to get three to five hundred yards downwind of where they're pinned out and hunt some kind of terrain feature and catch the deer swinging downwind to them and uh, that that never really worked out that good what when whenever i ended up seeing deer i focused more on what i thought the deer were going to do and less on what i thought 
like the people were going to make them do, if that makes sense. So every time I set up for pressure, it, it, it actually didn't really work out for me. Every time I set up for the deer, it did work out for me. Um, so that's still, I don't know. I'm still kind of trying to work through that, I guess. I'm but still also, to you, you really out. didn't hunt it a whole bunch. I, yeah, I didn't hunt it a ton. We just had so much going on. Like the time of year that, I mean, really all deer season. I mean, we went to, we went I, to Georgia I, early. I, I, this this kind of goes, okay, we'll keep, no, keep going. So, we, yeah. yeah, we went to Georgia early, and then we kind of chased the rut, and we had a couple of these films that we were going to do. And one of the films definitely, like, directly interfered when with, like, when I was going to hunt the club hard. And I don't regret, like, doing that. Oh, but, not, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I didn't get to so, hunt it as hard, but I don't know. It was fun. I kind I ended up, honestly, just using it as a place where I brought Tiffany and Mike out there trying to get them their first deer. And it was nice having it for that, but I, did, I didn't get to, like, buckle down on it really hard like I wanted to. Well, you know what's funny? Because we're looking at our schedule for 2023, 2024. It's going to be hard. I don't see where you're going to be hunting the club much, bro. Yeah, I don't either. I really don't actually. <laughs> Just throwing money. Listen, you're 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 that member that everybody loves. I know. I know. But one that, of the better hunts I had, I was uh, I was trying to hunt right next to a road and ended up seeing a bunch of deer. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Saw a buck, not a huge buck or anything, a legal buck for the for the club rules, but I didn't shoot him. Um, but he like chased a bunch of does around, but these does were like parallel in the yard or the, the, the yard parallel. <laughs> yeah, the yard. we're down there by Miss. Hey, there's some Miss yards. Yours. Look, there's a guy. That adjoins our club, and the the backside of his yard, you can see it going down the highway. He's got a a, a green field right there and a big old corn feeder, and directly the wood line behind on in his backyard is where the club starts, what, and it's what, it's what you, thin pines. What are you doing, bro? That's the spot I really had my eye on, and I never got to go hunt it. But uh, but man, it's it's good looking stuff. I did have a couple cameras out there, and uh, I found. What I was pretty confident in as far as scrapes go, like nice community scrape in a area that's kind of off the beaten path, um, on a travel corridor, kind of like a, a hub type situation, had a camera on it since way before the rut, ended up having one shooter buck all season come by it, and that's it. I had a lot of small bucks come by it. I had a small buck come by that was missing a bunch of fur. I think he got hit by a car or something. Um, I had a bunch of small bucks come by it and, and one buck that was like illegal, he's a shooter buck and he was a mature buck, but like with two tags filled, like, I don't, well, if I see him tomorrow, I'd shoot him because it's, it's probably like one of my last two or three deer hunts of the year. But, uh, but like not a buck that, not like a huge buck or anything. Like if I had, if I had two tags left, I don't know if I'd shoot him. Like if, if I had two tags left at this part of the season, but. But wait, you said you would shoot him and you have two tags left uh, this part well, of the season. Well, depends on, cause I already killed two nice bucks this year. And so I don't really, I don't, I'm just kind of meat hunting a little bit. I want to get one of those flip flop hams like what we did at Weaver's. So, uh, I'm kind of, I'm going to be a little bit less picky tomorrow, but if I was still like really hunting hard for like a big buck, I don't know if I'd shoot him. Like I'd, I'd probably let him go by and, and see if something bigger came by. But I was really surprised that a bigger deer did not come by that camera. I was really surprised. So I was like, okay, need to reevaluate a little bit. Club president ended up shooting a, a really, really nice buck, really nice hate point. Um, that's the only big buck I saw come out of there this year. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It was uh, it was challenging, but for different reasons. Awesome. Different reasons. Well, that point, I say we're gonna go out there in the morning and try to kill some. Wrap her up. Shoot yeah. a doe. 
Yep. Something like that. The good news is, is it's five minutes from here, so we don't have to Dude, wake up super early. We should bring the muzzler and you shoot one with the muzzler. No, I have time. no interest in shooting one with a muzzler. Why, dude? Why are you so obsessed with the muzzler? This is cool. Why is it so they cool? They're 330 grain slug hitting them. Dude. It's just. <laughs> it's over, bro. Puts a blood trail like nobody's business. Oh, shoot. Like nobody's business. All right, we got, real quick, wrapping up, we got uh, some reviews. We got two reviews we're going to read. I think we got two, right? Uh, that's a good question. Um, let me pull it up. So, let's see here. Yeah, we got all Thunder Mountain, and okay, yeah, I'll take the, I'll take the first one. Um, this one is from D McDonald in Tennessee. He said, "Awesome show, five stars. Congratulations on the two mature bucks. Two big bucks in one morning, freaking amazing. I bet you guys were fit to be tied. I've been a listener since episode one forty. Y'all have cost me some money buying saddles and climbing gear. I'm 54 and love one sticking. Wish y'all would do another show on climbing techniques. Keep up the great work. Man, thanks for being a longtime listener. Uh, that's awesome, man. And we appreciate you leaving a review. And on the one sticking thing, um, I don't know if we're going to do We're going back to the Mobile Hunters Expo this uh, June. June 23rd, 24th. Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Don't be there. Be there, B squared. No, actually, yeah. So I'm sure you think Greg, is Greg Staggs going to be there? A one stick. I don't, I don't know. I'm so nervous. I, I got, I ended up buying enough rope to start one sticking because I'm interested in it, and I'm gonna try to figure it out in the summertime. I started to buy the stuff like right there around Christmas and just try it, but I'm like, you know what? No, I'm just gonna wait, and I'm gonna figure this out in the off season and not try to like make a mid season adjustment. So I got the rope and everything, and I got a rope man like for my tether and all that, but I didn't end up getting the little um, descender thing that you need. So I haven't really messed with it yet, but I'm sure you're going to end up hearing more about that because I think that we're both getting a little bit more interested in that. Um, but anyways, Jacob. Yep. Uh, so this is from Thunder Mountain, Thunder Mountain 88. Uh, five-star review titled Future Episode? Question mark. Guys, first off, congratulations on the success you two have had this season. Uh, your tax service must <laughs> your tax service must be extremely pleased. <laughs> I have an idea for a future episode uh, topic that has to do, oh, if I could talk, uh, or if I could read, uh, I have a idea for a future episode topic that has to do with, and then colon, what causes buck fever? I would be interested in having, I would be interested in hearing what, God, I, be, I can't read for crap. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting words in there. Come Listen. on, I'm being quiet for I, you. I know, no, you're good. I would be interested to hear what a psychologist, psychiatrist, big word, Jacob, come on, uh, would have to say about what makes the heart start racing when a buck or deer comes into sight. For me, it doesn't matter if it's a huge mature buck, a yearling doe, or a spike. My heart starts racing and finger twitches whenever I see a deer while hunting. Thanks, and keep up the good work and awesome content. Do you want to... Do you want to tease us? Yeah. So, Thunder Mountain, uh, since you sent that review and I was able to find uh, one of the nation's top uh, psychiatrists that uh, specializes in stress and anxiety, uh, which buck fever would definitely kind of qualify under. And uh, we are looking to actually do a uh, podcast episode with him on this specific got topic. It, got it scheduled. Yeah. So We'll see if it falls through. If it falls through, maybe we'll just go back and edit this whole thing out. <laughs> but he's like a sports uh, psychiatrist. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's one thing he does is uh, sports psychology. So, like, working with uh, 
athletes uh, and handling, you know, big moments, which again would be like shooting. Dude, that's big what buck. I'm saying. That's your Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, and I choked yep. like the Atlanta Falcons on, on that 140 inch deer. So anyways, um, yep, I'll so, be interested to talk to him about that. Yeah. So we get that lined up. Hopefully that goes through, but that'll be a future episode for you guys to check out. But yeah, other than that, appreciate everybody leaving us reviews on Apple Podcasts. Again, uh, again, you can go over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star written review, try to read those out on the podcast. And guys, we'll catch you back here for next Monday's episode of the Southern Outdoors and Podcast. And by the way, real quick, make sure you're checking out our YouTube channel. Okay? Drop us some cool videos on there on the YouTube channel. Go check out the YouTube channel. And uh, again, guys, we'll catch you back here for next Monday's episode of the Southern Outdoors and Podcast. You guys seem to really have enjoyed over the last year where we've went to a Q&A format every Thursday on the show where we answer some listener questions. Now, some of the most common ones that we get have to do with gear, but also how to find a good hunting buddy. You know, I'm really lucky to, to have a hunting buddy like Jacob. We've been on a lot of incredible hunting trips together over the years, and it's just nice to have somebody that, you know, is always down to go on that that trip that you've always wanted to go on or, or who'll wake up at three o'clock in the morning and go get that gate before someone else does on public land with you, whatever the case may be. And like I said, we get a lot of questions on how do you find, you know, a group of people who enjoy that same thing so you can kind of network and make some connections. The Mobile Hunters Expo is the place to do that. Y'all heard us talk about it last year. And guess what? This year it's happening in Dalton, Georgia. We're going to be there June 28th through the 30th. We're going to be there all three days. We're going to have a booth. You can come talk to us. We talked to a lot of you guys last year, had a ton of fun. So looking forward to that again. But guys, I'm telling you, this is the place to come network. And there's going to be a ton of you guys there. A lot of Southern Outdoorsman podcast listeners are going to be at this show. And actually Friday, June 28th, there's going to be an after hour social after the expo. So what better place to go kind of intermingle, hang out with a bunch of like-minded people and probably pick up a couple new hunting buddies so you guys don't miss it it's june 28th through the 30th i'm telling you if you listen to this podcast this is an event you need to be at now we'll see you guys at the mobile hunters expo june 28th through the 30th in dalton georgia